Now, the intro s- stories this week, look, there, there wasn't a lot to go off. So, whenever there's not a lot of funny intro stories or ones that aren't gaming related, they seem to be very animal related. <laughs> so, this is a choose your own adventure. There's either an otter that's causing havoc for surfers or a fish with teeth. What do we want, gentlemen? Now, when you say otter, is it? Are we talking about the the animal, the otter, or are we talking about <laughs> no. the the gay slender man with body hair? <laughs> Not the gay term. No, <laughs> we're talking about the animal. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely changed his outlook. Now he's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards fish with teeth now. Yeah. What do you think? The old toothy fish. <laughs> you reckon toothy fish as well, Max? Your boat. <laughs> sure, let's go with All right, fish. let's go. <laughs> this was written by Bill Chappelle and comes out of NPR. Jenna Clinton was sitting on her back porch watching her son Charlie, who's 11, fish in a pond behind their house in Oklahoma this past weekend when he suddenly started yelling for her. He was screaming, Oh my God, oh my God, Clinton told NPR. I thought he was just being dramatic, to be honest, she added. Then she got close looked to look at Charlie's alarmingly weird catch. Obviously, being in a neighborhood pond, we're used to catching a few bass or catfish, she said. I mean, nothing with human-like teeth. It turned out that Charlie had landed a paku, a fish that's a cousin of the piranha and whose outside teeth have long struck fear in swimmers. The paku is a native of South America, but this one was swimming Mm. in a small pond in the Clinton suburb north of Oklahoma City. He said it put up a heck of a fight, Jenna told NPR, saying her son reeled the fish in on his own. He was the only one down there fishing and he did a great job. I'm just trying to work out how how did they say how old the the son was? Because I'm I'm imagining 11. that eleven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So that's why they're saying, "Oh, yeah, they did a great job." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like good job, kid. You've 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 reeled in a monstrosity. Yeah. It, it would just hit differently if they were like thirty, and the mom's <laughs> like, "Oh, he did a good job." Well, I feel like this needs to be seen because it is, I don't know, it's highly disturbing. So, I've just sent it to you two there at Discord. <laughs> oh! Ooh. First off, they definitely look like they could use a brush. Oh, like there's oh my some, God. There's some gingivitis there if I've ever seen it. But oh, my God. Yeah. Those are some human-ass teeth. Yes. That is terrifying. It's disturbing. Oh. And it's, you know what? It, the thing that freaks me out about it even more, too, is it's not like a... a uh, you know, Mr. Burns situation with the three-eyed fish in The Simpsons. You That's know? exactly what I was thinking of when you <laughs> opened up with this. Oh but this is different. It's an actual yeah. fish. It's just a cousin yeah. of the, the piranha. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Max, are you as disturbed as us? I'm I'm more disturbed as to... Uh, uh, so, they caught it in a pond in their backyard. It's not native to the area. So, my in my mind, this... This fish was trying, uh, was, uh, this, uh, some birds trying to eat this fish, and this fish is like, fuck you, and took a chomp out of it and just flew away with the bird. 
And that's why it's landed in this random pond <laughs> in in oh my god Oklahoma oh, oh my god um yeah the, the bloody NPR said as well too like the the mum was saying the kid <laughs> said it put up a, a a hell of a fight and it doesn't surprise me with those pearly whites right there you'd be able to just what what they need to do now is mount it as like one of those singing belly bass fish. <laughs> Can sing, sing and grin at you. Can I say they like, um, they they look, you know, while they are they're a bit yellowed and they haven't been taken care of, you know, recently. They still look pretty good for you know a fish that spent its entire life having no dentistry. Um, shit, I had to pay ten grand to get my teeth bottom row lined up like that. <laughs> the fish just fucking gets it. We have to spend so much to make our teeth look like natural. Oh my god. Yeah, this fish definitely had braces in high school, for sure. Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach and I'm here with my co-host, Lockie. Lockie, how's it going? Hello. Oh, it's going well, mate. Great to hear you. Although I, I am praying that what I'm hearing is different to what's being recorded because uh, I'm listening to you through your Bluetooth speakers and it sounds tinny as fuck over here. Maybe Discord's coming through the wrong microphone. Yeah, it's definitely on your Bluetooth headset speakers. I'm just hoping that what we're recording are those juicy, rich dulcet tones that we're used to is that better for our dear dear listeners yeah that's better oh yeah baby <laughs> oh my god there's that asmr it also fixed the clipping issue that i was hey, having yes <laughs> oh we're doing tech solutions in the very intro of the episode this is how we do it over here on news to reviews and another thing that we do on News to Reviews is have fantastic guests on each and every week. And this week is no exception. We have Max Cooper from the Pop Culturist pa- uh, PlayStation podcast for the players. Max, thanks for uh, being back on the show again. I think it's the third time. Uh, yeah, third time. And like I said last time, it's it's always a good time. Uh, I look forward to this. So when I, when I got your message a couple of weeks ago, always, always down to party. Oh. Yeah, it's always it's always good fun. Some 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 form of shenanigans always happens when I come and play with you boys. <laughs> yeah, but, so. but you weren't expecting to start your morning off with talking about a fish with teeth. I know I wasn't. Oh well, I don't. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely a different start to my morning. <laughs> Well, it's always a great start to the morning listening to you and Ryan chat about all things PlayStation on For the Players. Where can people find that and all the stuff you put on the interwebs? So, all our juicy stuff comes out Monday morning at, at 8 a.m. on podcast services and 9 a.m. on, on the YouTube. You can find us at youtube.com slash thepopculturist. We also post some random stuff on Twitter. Um, I'm at I'm at bpossess101 and we ha- also have at thepopculturist. But, yeah, most of our stuff is a... It's a recorded podcast, and we 
try to live record as much as we can. That usually happens Sunday evenings. But yeah, for, for video and, and uh, audio content, Monday mornings, place to go. Oh, yes. If you are a PlayStation gamer, you'd be crazy to, yeah, if, to miss If you it. want to hear two crazily mediocre <laughs> hot takes, then uh, come and check us out. <laughs> Well, if they're part of our audience, they're used to mediocre hot takes, so <laughs> that works out <laughs> fantastically. And you'll uh, be our f- fans love lukewarm takes. <laughs> well, lately, all it's been is bloody Activision Blizzard. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe slightly more on that later. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a reminder: yeah, you can all right. find all of Max's links in the description of the podcast down below, as well as all of News to Reviews links. But if you want to help out for the players or you want to help out News to Reviews or any podcast that you enjoy, the easiest way you can do that and the freest way you can do that is by leaving a rating or review wherever you happen to listen to that podcast. It really helps those content creators out and just makes them feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. It really does. gives us those, those endorphins. Keeps us off drugs, you know. We don't need to go for drugs for that hit if we get ratings and reviews. So, if you want to keep us off drugs... <laughs> Please <laughs> right oh, wow. If you want to keep us on drugs, Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I can. Oh, we'll dude. have to put a poll out. <laughs> Let's you know, do, poll what, what do our fans want? Do they want more druggy side or do they want us to be, <laughs> what is it? Straight edge, I mean, clean after, edge, hard, hard after, core. After starting off with a fish with teeth, they may need the drugs. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Take think, the off. I think I'm, I'm, off kilter enough, sober, <laughs> to not want to include drugs into that business. Well, look, Lockie, I know something uh, that our fans do want, and that's gaming news. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's have let's have a conversation. Take a seat <laughs> right over there. Now, I did tease a little bit there. Yes. There is some FTC news. And look, I feel like I'm just reporting this at this point out of obligation. I do not have any interest in talking about it. But we mentioned last week on the show that the deadline was coming up uh, pretty much the day of release of last week's episode. So I think you know people are probably going to want an update. So the vice chair and president of Microsoft, Brad Smith, said this on Twitter. The person with the most made up sounding name ever. To get, to, to, together with at Activision, we are announcing the extension of our merger agreement to the 18th of October to provide ample time to work through the final regulatory issues. We will honor all commitments agreed upon with the EC and other regulators and continue to work with the CMA on the issues raised in the UK. We are confident about our prospects for getting this deal across the finish line. I'm over talking about it. I have nothing to say. Max, <laughs> do you have anything to say about the deal being extended? I mean, it makes sense to it makes sense for them to extend the, the thing. Um, the, pretty sure there was a clause in there of uh, they had to pay Activision X billion dollars regardless of whether or not the deal went through. Three billion, yeah. Um, yeah, with the CMA being the only, the last people to hold out, it makes sense that they've um, extended it <clears throat> to get that to get that stuff done. Mm-hmm. Lockie, um, that was a lovely, professionally delivered, presented message. It was very like <laughs> you know by the by the books. Well done. Look, 
I, I promise not to talk about it until the deal is over. Like, look, if there's some cool nuggets, like we've, you know, how we found out how much The Last of Us cost to make, that that shit's cool. I love that. But if it's more of this back and forth bullshit, I'm I'm over talking. Yeah, about it's it. just boring business talk. Like it's just, you know, <laughs> you know, that was a really well drafted email. Well done. Thank you. Did you see that um, Blizzard games are finally coming off the Blizzard launcher next month? Oh, okay. What? So they're going to battle um, uh, no, Overwatch Two is coming to Steam. It is, yeah. Oh, apparently it's gonna, apparently it's going to be the first of many. Yeah, okay. So we won't have to use that horrible garbage launcher anymore. Oh no! Yeah, so they fuck. were on Battle.net, weren't they? So they'd be going. Yeah, because they're, yeah. they're all stuck on Battle.net. Yeah, so they're, yeah, yeah. Because what we need is another launcher. Yeah, I'm so glad that that trend of those those homebrewed launchers are starting to die out because. It's a headache, honestly. It's a headache having to download and set up a new profile in every fucking launcher. EA is the absolute worst, by the way, and I have now decided to uninstall all my EA games in protest because- Oh, with Origin? Yeah, with its Origins. fucking Origin Origins. launcher, and it and it's very <laughs> intrusive. Every time it auto-updates, it-, it bounces back from you know you select for it to never pop up or never start up upon startup but they always want you to see it first and forefront that's the first thing that has to install be seen on your fucking screen fuck you ea i'm over it i don't i don't mind having a bunch of launches what annoys me is opening a launcher opening a game and then it opens its own launcher yes. and you have to relaunch the game a hundred percent come on guys a hundred percent. It should, yeah, you should only have one launcher. Uh, yeah, Larian does that too, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, La- I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3. Larian oh my God, me that. too. <laughs> Larian does that, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, I-, I would really appreciate if they just let me launch it in the fucking Steam launcher. No, they're too busy letting people fuck bears. Oh, you God, you missed out on the intro story. <laughs> Oh, no, were you, were you there for that intro story? You were there for that intro story, Lockyer. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> that wasn't Oh, yeah, yeah, week. I was there for that one. I was there for that one, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I experienced EA Origins on Game Pass because, you know, I got a month free of Ultimate and you get EA Origins with that. And I used it to play Dead Space 2, which is a great game, but, yeah, that launcher really, really sucks. Um, but now they- right? Right? It's like good. there's no game that's so good that that their launcher bullshit is worth it, yep. I feel. Yep. And now That's um, how bad it is. Game Pass is actually changing now as well too. So remember how we used the to do The world is changing. <laughs> well remember, Lockie, how we used to talk about the PS Plus games coming up for the next month and we do the Xbox games with gold and we stopped doing the Xbox games with gold, like... Because oh, they all sucked. Yeah, they were all terrible. <laughs> they were, like, pretty much seeming like Xbox would be like, just go get, get Game Pass, all right? Stop wasting your time with Game with Gold. And it was now- always fucking, like, you know, the Atelier Thousand Paragraph title. <laughs> and now uh, Xbox has finally done away with Games with Gold. It is no more. And it's now been replaced <laughs> it is with no Game Pass Core. So... If you want to be able to play games online, you need to have Game Pass Core, which also gives you access to 25 games. Um, they include things like uh, Psychonauts 2, Doom, other stuff. Fucking everyone's already played those games. No one cares. Oh, it's not going to be- oh, sorry. It's not going to be sorry, anything new. Going. No, of course not. And apparently, it gets like some deals and discounts. Yep. So, now they've kind of- They're doing a little bit of the PlayStation thing. They've got like four different tiers. So, there's- 
Game Pass Core, which you need to play online, and then there's Game Pass Console, which gives you Game Pass on the console but doesn't let you play online. And then you have oh, Game Pass me. PC, <laughs> which is just Game Pass on PC. You already have access uh, to online with that anyway because PC doesn't require you to fucking pay for online because it's not necessary anyway. And I'm then, not getting any of these things. I'm not getting any of these things. And then you have Game oh, Pass oh, sorry, Ultimate. <laughs> Game Pass Ultimate, yep. which includes Game Pass console, PC, and online play as well as EA play membership which we all know Lockie loves EA play so yeah (laughs) so you pay for the convenience to not have to navigate your way through their own (laughs) fucked up system of cataloging yeah you can by saving $750 and not buying an Xbox (laughs) but look look, I guess it's sort of following in PlayStation's footsteps of having weird amounts of tears with i guess the naming conventions for this is a little bit more simple but i i just don't get why you can't just have game pass on console with online play why they're going to charge you all this extra money i, I don't know max <laughs> how do you feel about the xbox live going the way of the dodo um look i'm i'm kind of upset so i I bought a Series X a couple of years back through Telstra. So here in Australia, we can buy them through Telstra. You pay a monthly fee, you get your console, and it comes included with Games Pass Ultimate, which I use all the time for PC gaming. I'm going to have to start paying for that now because my my two-year contract is up. (laughs) So um, with the recent price change as well, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things you pay for convenience. Like, you have to pay... On either console, for consoles anyway, for either console, you have to pay to play online. There's no, there's no way around it. And it's, it's weird to have a, um, I don't under, yeah, it, it would make sense for them to just bundle their online play with their console games pass as opposed to having to, um, pay for ultimate, especially if you're not getting the benefit of having a PC and you're just a console gamer. Mm. It, it seems a detriment to, it seems to be punishing those pl- uh, those consumers that are only using console but still want to have that online multiplayer. It's like mm. you can have the bare bones or you have to have everything. There's no in-between for them. Mm. So that's kind of sucky. I, I guess it's at mm. least kind of good that if you're interested in Game Pass but you're not interested in playing online, you have a, a cheaper way of, of doing it. But, yeah, it just, it just seems weird. Like, like, like let's, let's dispel the whole thing entirely of paying for online on console it's absolute bullshit it was brought in with xbox live back in the day i think it was on 360 when they brought in xbox live or maybe it was even on original xbox i don't remember no it was on original original there you go Mm. and before that you never had to pay to play against people online playstation didn't have that on the ps3 you could just play it and play against your friends and it didn't cost a thing because all the costs associated with playing multiplayer games online are handled by the developers they're the ones who pay for the servers we are paying for nothing when it comes to paying for online multiplayer on console it's an absolute rot and it, oh, huh. it's it's one of the most annoying things that microsoft normalized in the industry i really fucking that's hate interesting it. oh it's yeah so, that's interesting it's fucking well think about it you don't have to pay for online play on pc do you like there's, there's no re- yeah. you imagine if steam all of a sudden were just like all right it's going to cost you ten dollars a month to play your steam games against your friends <laughs> like for no reason <laughs> they're just like yep ten bucks a month pc players would be 
rioting. They'd be hanging Gabe Newell from the top of the Valve Studios. I don't know. And they'd be steaming. Hey! Oh, oh dear. Well, I was yeah. steaming. Or I was steaming up. You know, I was getting all hot and bothered finding out this news about Star Wars... Wait, which Star Wars game was it? The Ubisoft what? one. <laughs> oh, God, we're moving on topic. Oh, okay, yes, right. we are. Yep. <laughs> so, this article yep. okay. comes out... Oh, it was a terrible segue. This article comes out of Press Start. <laughs> it was written by Kieran Verbruge. In an interview with Edge, shared by Games Radar, the, the game's creative ad- director... This is referring to uh, Star Wars Outlaws, the upcoming Ubisoft game. Uh, the game's creative director, Julian Garrity shared some vague details around the size of its planets, saying it's a crude analogy, but the size of one planet might be about the equivalent to two of the zones in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It could be two to three zones, but it's not, you know, this sort of epic, the whole of England recreated approach. Garrity continued, saying that each of the planets for which we don't yet have a total count would be manageable in size for both the player and developer at Ubisoft Massive. Looking at the Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Odyssey in particular, two to three zones could be around a third or half of one of its bigger main islands. Using some very rough math, that oh, means God. to match the overall explorable area of Odyssey, not counting oceans, Star Wars Outlaws uh. would have to feature around half a dozen planets or more. Whether or not Massive is shooting for that bigger game remains to be seen, but that hopefully puts it all into a bit of context now. It, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It makes me confused and I feel sick now because it's like this terrible way of describing things well, it's, in space. It's the most Ubisoft-centric oh. way you could possibly Fucking send me it. the spreadsheet at this point. <laughs> I'm like, just send me the numbers. I, I can't listen to you describe it anymore. Just tell me how many towers I have to climb to unlock the map. Like, that's, that's what I need to know. How many towers am I climbing up to, to reveal the fog of war on the map? <laughs> like, it's at this point I would politely ask them, oh, would you mind sending me the report through? I just want to take a look at the numbers and wrap my head around it a little bit more if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible way to, do, to describe how large your game's going to be. Yeah. It's in a couple of zones in Assassin's Creed. You'll be right. You'll figure it out. <laughs> For me, like I, you know, I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so it makes sense to me. But it, of course, they're relying. I, mean, I on played people Assassin's having- Creed Odyssey too, but I played like- it too, and I'm, I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. <laughs> that game was so long ago. Fucking, oh my god! It's like he's like he starts off. Think of a thimble now. Now now multiply that thimble by by eighteen point five times, and then double it, and then. Mm. And then if you halve that and then you think about the map, the size of the maps on StarCraft 2 and you sort of think about how you can actually uh, overlay those two maps with each other, uh, that'll be similar in some way. That'll be about a third of what we're thinking of in this upcoming game release. <laughs> Does that make sense to you guys? Does that make sense? Everyone clear? Great. Moving on. Ugh. It's like a magic eye trick. You get to look at the Assassin's Creed Odyssey map for 15 minutes with your eyes slightly crossed, <laughs> and then you- it's just insane nonsense <laughs> that he just said, and and it made no sense. And he probably was better off leaving it to people that understood how to deliver messages more effectively. Just just give us a time frame. It's like each each planet will take a couple of hours to explore. You'll you, you know yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, the thing that had me a little bit concerned is they don't even know how many planets they want to have yet. This is meant to be coming out next year. So, they said they don't have a total count. Like, you should know how many planets you want to do in your game that's coming out next year. But, hey, I guess that's how (laughs) Ubisoft does things. Um, Yeah, look, I'm excited by Star Wars Outlaws. That, that, That showing that Ubisoft had at the most recent Ubisoft event. I thought it looked fantastic. It looks like a lot of fun. And knowing that they're not doing the procedural generation shit like Starfield's doing, and it's going to be handcrafted areas for each planet. That's kind of like what, you know, Star Wars Jedi is and stuff like that. I like that. I'm, I'm, I want handcrafted areas that are interesting <laughs> you, oh, to Oh, you like that, do you? I don't want procedural generation. <laughs> it's not fun. I played No Man's Sky. Didn't like it. He wants handcrafted zones that are about two to three times the size of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's like... <laughs> Just- <laughs> It's like when, you know, the article says, oh, you know, the ocean's equivalent to, like, a million Olympic swimming pools. Well, I don't know how fucking big that is. I th- <laughs> I'm not sure it's more than that, but whatever. I know, but, like, also pick something a little bit more recent. Pick something a little more recent. <laughs> fucking Odyssey was so long ago. Oh, I, can't I mean, to be that. fair, Odyssey came out years ago, but people are only just finishing it because the game's so fucking long. <laughs> and boring. <laughs> yeah, I gave up. Yeah, I, like, I mean, it's it's good in the first part, but then yeah, it's just filler. Well, filler. you know what isn't boring? Regulatory legislation in the European Union. It's a bold claim. I actually think this is probably the most interesting story of this week. If this comes to fruition, this comes out of... IGN and was written by Ryan Dinsdale as reported by Eurogamer the Council of the European Union has unveiled a new regulation that forces all devices including handheld game consoles to come with replaceable batteries by 2027 Nintendo's current console similar to the Steam Deck and other already available devices likely won't be affected but the regulation could affect development Oh it's for environment right Okay. That's right. So, it could affect development of next generation systems like the Switch successor. While companies could push back against the regulation, the EU said that the 2027 timeframe gives sufficient time for operators to adapt the design of their products to this requirement. It also shared a brief outline of what this could look like for video game players. A portable battery shall be considered readily removable by the end user where it can be removed from a product with the use of commercially available tools without requiring the use of, a, of specialized tools, unless provided free of charge with the product. The change, the change comes as part of the EU's shift towards sustainability. Batteries are key to the decarbonization process and the EU's shift towards zero emission modes of transport, said Spanish Minister yeah, for the Ecological Transition, great. Teresa Ribera. At the same time, the end-of-life batteries contain many valuable resources and we must be able to reuse those critical raw materi- materials instead of relying on third countries for supplies. Max, if you get a possible future iteration of the steam deck or the asus rog ally or a switch pro or switch 2 or whatever's coming down the pipeline you may be able to replace the battery in it does that get you excited (laughs) it depends on 
what it is. So, are they giving us essentially like a hot swappable rechargeable battery that I could just go and have two on the go, therefore, you know, relieving having to carry around one of those big bulky um, portable charging devices? Or is it like your battery's stuff, so I could just throw that one away and get a new one now? and keep going instead of having to buy a whole new system. I'm assuming that's what it is. Like, I'm assuming it's going back to what it was like in the old days with Nokia, where you got your phone and your phone charger, but the batteries used to come out. Like, I'm pretty sure Mm. the only reason why they stopped doing that was to sell more phones, right? Because your battery would be fucked and you'd have no option. Oh, okay. I I completely misunderstood it. I thought they were talking about outlawing, um, you know, loose batteries... You know, normal batteries for switching in, switching out for your um, for your products. So, like, but but like I, I, I think if they're specifically, I think if they're specifically targeting handheld consoles, um, none of them use regular batteries. Yeah, and phones. Yeah, same with phones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. So, it makes sense to me. Like, now, not only can you replace the battery- Can I just the, the switch in, switch out? That's what I, I- I think that would result in a lot less landfill of, you know, endless batteries. Yeah. Abs- they could just let my Xbox controller be chargeable on from the get-go instead of me having to <laughs> fucking buy double A batteries every fucking two weeks. Well, yeah, and you, you think about it, you have a, an buy iPhone- a play kit. And, <laughs> and Anyone who's owned an iPhone for more than, like, two years will know that the battery life just plummets at that point. And usually, usually, at that point, you go, well, I guess it's time to get a new phone. It's it's just uh, it's just after your Apple Care runs out. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> exactly. So, I think, I think it's great that we're going to be able to prolong the life of our devices. Not only that, when we take those batteries out, we'll be able to then recycle them so we're not just, yeah, sending all these phones mm. just straight to the landfill. I think this is fantastic mm. and hopefully... Just the EU doing it, is it big enough of a market that they have to do it worldwide? That there's not going to be like an Australian version that doesn't have replaceable batteries. Well, didn't, they, didn't the EU manage to change um, Apple's bullshit charging cable situation? Well, weren't, they, weren't they like, fuck you, you can use USB-C like everyone else? Yeah, I don't, except- Has that come into effect, has that come into effect yet? So, or? I, I don't know. I know that with my, my one has USB-C- on the on one end going into like the charging port, but the bit that goes into my phone is still the lightning still cable. The lightning. So maybe, the, but that, I got mine two years ago, so maybe it hasn't come into effect yet. So, but I'm I'll be very happy when it does. My God, lightning cables, not a fan. Mine's starting to break now. Uh, surprise, surprise. But yeah, look, I think some pretty cool news there, and now for some miserable news. So Doug Ooh. Cockle. Is the voice of <laughs> Cockle? It's a fun name. Is the voice of Geralt in The Witcher? So I know me personally, I finished The Witcher three twice. So I've listened to this man speak for hundreds and hundreds of hours. I believe he's he's been in a, f- a few other games throughout the industry. I know there's like an indie game where you play like a mouse and it's like side scrolling, and he he narrated that whole thing. So he's yeah he gets work, he gets work. But uh, unfortunately, for peeps out there, he had this to say on Twitter: "I had no idea. Random check and boom, I have full blown prostate cancer. Treatment ongoing, but looking good so far. Men over fifty get a PSA test just in case. So yeah, look, I'd say mm. even younger than that." 
Um, I'm guessing PSA is the finger up the bum. I'm guessing. I'm. Oh. It, it would be right. It'd be the prostate exam. So 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 crass, but yeah, yes, that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like we got to be we got to be crass about it. I don't want anyone going in there and not realizing what's about to happen because <laughs> that's going to be a shock for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it is important. Get yourself tested. Yeah. The men, the men's. It's one of the most common types of cancer that men can get, and as you get older, the risk of it gets higher and higher. Mm. And the sooner you can get it diagnosed, the quicker you can do something about it. So so from what I understand, it's it's very treatable at early stages. So get mm-hmm. yourself tested. He, he has said, said it's looking good so far. So, yeah, if all, all our fingers and toes crossed. We've got yeah, hopes yeah. for Doug Cockle there. But, yeah, it's just a reminder. I'd say even, yeah, younger than 50 for sure. I'd say like like 40. Fuck, who knows if you're paranoid enough, 35. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's probably a good idea. If you have a prostate, get a finger on it, okay? Peeps. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. But, uh, yeah, look, that, that'll do us for the news. There was also, oh, look, you know, there's a, there's a Spider-Man 2 PS5 coming. It's going to be red and black and it looks pretty groovy. There was a Spider-Man 2 story trailer, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer because I'm, I'm full blackout now. I don't want to know anything else because I'm definitely getting, getting Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll do us for the news stories. It is time for the games coming up in the next week. We have Mr. Run and Jump coming to all platforms, including (laughs) Nintendo Switch on July 25th. Also July 25th, we have Remnant 2 coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and PC. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart coming to PC July 26th. Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons. Coming to all platforms, including Nintendo Switch, July 27th. Also, July 27th, we have The Expanse, a Telltale series, episode one, uh, coming to all platforms except for Nintendo Switch. F1 Manager 2023 is coming to all platforms except for the Nintendo Switch, also July 27th. Pixel Junk Scrappers Deluxe coming to PS5, PS4, PC, and Nintendo Switch, also July 27th. Radiant Tail coming Nintendo Switch July 27th. And finally, Disney Illusion Island coming July 28th to Nintendo Switch. Max, did any of those titles stand out to you? I know there was a lot there. <laughs> um, yeah, Remnant Remnant 2 is the the big one that's on my radar. Nice. Um, the first one was great. It's, uh, um, it's a third-person Souls-like with guns. Mm, okay. <laughs> and cooperative so it ticks a few boxes for me uh, co-op a big one I love me some Souls likes um, so I had, I, had a, I had a blast with the first one picture like if Borderlands was a Dark Souls game okay <laughs> and that's kind of what it, it's kind of what it is um, so yeah Remnant 2 is on my on my list for, for next week when you say third person shooter uh uh, Dark Souls game that makes me think of Returnal. Would that be a good comparison? Uh, no. So Returnal's more of a, a roguelike, okay. not a Souls-like. Um, so there's obviously um, Returnal is once you die, you lose all your stuff and you start the run again. Yeah. Um, Remnant is more of a um, yeah. I, I guess the best way to describe it would be like a mix of Borderlands and Dark Souls. So it's a shooter. Yeah. Um, it's an over-the-shoulder 
shooter, but it has that that looting aspect from from like Borderlands. But it's the game style of a, like it's very it's very difficult, similar to like there's a lot of boss fights, there's a lot of <clears throat> waves of enemies. I think um, a couple of years back it came out for free on Epic, which is where I first played the first one, um, and then yeah, the second one got announced. So I've been pretty keen for that. Was so the, I, th- I think there's four different playable characters, and each character has their own like skill tree and their own way of playing. So um, yeah. It'll, it'll, it should be good. So, th- is there any kind of procedural generated stuff in Remnant? I think, from memory, some of the dungeons are, are, are procedurally generated. Okay. Um, and the, the world map itself to a degree, so each time you play it, it everything won't be in the same location. Mm. Um, but all the bosses are um, similar each game, each playthrough, but they'll be in different locations. Okay, so I guess... In, in in the procedural part, it's sort of similar to Returnal, but because you got you have, mm. I'm guessing something that's the equivalent of bonfires to checkpoint you as you yeah. go throughout. Okay, yes. that's that's good. That's that actually sounds more approachable than Returnal. <laughs> I was pulling my hair out with <laughs> Returnal. I didn't Re- even get Returnal. Returnal's rough. It, it is Returnal it is, is difficult. It really is. So it was any, anything else stand out to you at all? No, that was the only big one. Um, some of the older games coming back is cool. Like um, it was a Double Dragon. I think you said. Yeah, yeah the, the big one. The big one for me would be, would be Remnant Two. Okay, nice. F one for the driving fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, I was checking out the Double Dragon guide, and I was, I was curious because I, I I remember Double Dragon. Or actually, was it Double Dragon or Twin Dragon from SNES days? Can't remember. Yeah, have, I, f- anyway. I swear I've heard Aaron talk about Double Dragon at some point. Would that be right? It's like a beat 'em up, is it? Yeah, he easily yeah. could have. Yeah, he loves he loves stuff from that generation, that style of just side scrolling beat 'em up. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's what this looks like. So if that's something that tickles your fancy, uh, this could be a good one. Um, the other game that that jumped out to me was Mister Run and Jump because <laughs> um, I thought that was I, I thought that's a funny way to sort of describe a, a reductionist Mario game. You know, you just run and jump. <laughs> um, so I looked it up, and it looks like it's got this neon light um, uh, sort of style. It's a little bit, it's a little bit low tech, low budget, but it looks interesting. Um, looks like a fun, fun, small scale two um, D platforming adventure. So uh, I'm interested in that one. Yeah, you're right. It, d- it does look kind of cute, like kind of like a neon Celeste, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it would be yeah. as difficult. Or oh, actually, it does look quite difficult. Yeah. It does look... It looks tough. And that's why, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it. Yeah, no. Kind of maybe like that Meat Boy type of gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nah. You can... Let me know how that one goes for you, Lockie. Yeah. <laughs> curious. Might, I might check that one out. It does look cool, though. You're right. Yeah, it does look bloody cool. Um, I would say anyone who has a PC and doesn't own a PS5, so has not played Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, then get amongst that shit. That was our game of the year for 2021 at our News to Reviews Game Awards. I, I love that game. It, it is absolutely fantastic. They, it's kind, they kind of funny. They recently released the, um, the PC specs for it, and it looks rough. Well, <laughs> You need a real beefy rig to run that. <laughs> Look, that doesn't surprise me because it's a yeah, gorgeous game, but I thought it was one. super funny that you don't need a SSD in order to play it. So... 
that that's weird. The whole thing when it came out was, oh, it's exclusive to PlayStation Five because only the PlayStation 5's custom SSD can handle this game. Not only do oh. you not need the PlayStation 5's custom SSD, you don't need an SSD at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so. So, did somebody lie? Oh, no. In marketing? No, no. Game they just, marketing. They should no. want to make it for Surely PS4. Not. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I don't believe games marketers would ever tell a lie, Lockie. So, you you take that back, my friend. I'm way, it, way it, my it's, almost like, it's almost like people just say stuff <laughs> to get you to buy. And then it doesn't matter if it's um, true or not. Now, D- Disney Illusion Island was... Another one that I thought... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, Illusion Island. Yeah, that's right. Is another one I thought looked cool. I think it was, it's been shown off at a couple of events. You, it's like a cartoony 2D side-scrolling platformer game where you play as, I think, like Mickey, Minnie, maybe Goofy and someone else? I don't remember, but you probably can play Donald. co-op. It just looks like a cute side-scrolling game that would probably be really good for kids. But um, I'll see what the reviews look like and maybe I'll pick it up on Switch just to... I don't know, for a, f- a fun, I'm about to fall asleep, play a couple of levels kind of easy platforming game. Don't know. But yeah. Speaking of being about to fall asleep, let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> well, that'll do us for the games coming up in the next week. Do, do we want to take a break or should we just keep powering through? Uh, hey, I really need a coffee. You want a break? All right, all right. We'll take a right. brief break and then we'll jump back on in with the games that we've been playing. Max, you are our guest. It is tradition on News to Reviews for our guest to get us kicked off with impressions. What have you been playing this week, my friend? Uh, so the biggest game I've been playing this week is Rogue Legacy 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is the is the direct follow-on from the original Rogue Legacy, which came out years and years ago. It was a PlayStation Plus title. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 has followed suit and is available on the extra tier, I believe, for PlayStation Plus users. Oh, shit. It I is available elsewhere. Actually, pretty sure it came out on other consoles first. Um, but it is available for PlayStation users on, yeah, on the extra tier. And it is, if you've played Rogue, Leg- Rogue Legacy 1, it's exactly the same game. If you haven't, Rogue Legacy 2 is a roguelike game. Uh, but the um, the gimmick to this one is you play your heirs as you, like, every time you die, you play as the next heir of the family. And each of the, uh, each each character is, has a different, like, trait, hereditary trait. So... They could have uh, one of the one of the more amusing ones is uh, IBS muscles, so <laughs> you can jump higher. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's ones where if you take damage, you can't attack for for a certain period of time because you're anxious or um, mm. you have heterochromia, so all the colors are disabled in the in the game. Oh. Um, so there's little gimmicks to each of the to each character every time you play through, which changes it up just enough to to make it interesting there's obviously there's also different um uh, character roles that can be unlocked as you progress through the game and unlock um unlock the additions to your to your castle um so some of the classes include just your standard knight which has a sword and a shield you can get a barbarian which is a uh, which has an axe and they all have their own little gimmicks for instance the axe will always critical hit if you're touching the ground 
So you're guaranteed to do massive damage. Um, there's there's um, probably the worst class that I've only just recently unlocked is the Bard. So the Bard shoots out a musical note into into um, essentially one of the areas of the map, and then you have to juggle and attack the musical note to actually deal damage to enemies around it. Uh, it's a very it's a weird class. I'm it's I'm not a huge fan of it, but essentially. <laughs> the, <laughs> Having, having to not only dodge the bullet hell of mechanics that, that are all the enemies trying to kill you, you have to dodge to, to your own musical notes and then re-hit them to activate them to deal damage. just seems ridiculous oh. in, a, in, a, in a game like this. It, it's hard. Um, it, it's hard. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's I think you've come out of the gate swinging with the hardest class oh. that, that doesn't really have much of a reward on it. Don't worry, there's heaps of classes in there. You've got Samurais where you get to swing a big-ass sword. I haven't, unlocked Sam- I haven't unlocked Samurai yet. Well, that one's fun. That one's a good my, one. My, my go-to class at the moment is the Fencer. The Fencer has the only ability mm. that actually allows you to dodge uh, enemy attacks. It mm-hmm. gives you invincibility frames when you, when you dodge roll. Mm-hmm. So the dash doesn't actually allow you to dodge um, enemy blows. Uh, so essentially, the, the gameplay loop is you're trying to defeat the six estuaries of uh of the land to unlock the big bad boss okay so each each biome or zone uh, has a set of procedurally generated rooms with enemies and in each area you have to um unlock an augment essentially that will allow you to take on the boss of that zone um whether it be allowing you to dash through certain projectiles giving you the uh allowing you to double jump (gasps) spoilers uh, all of that stuff. <laughs> I've only done the first three areas. No, so I'm, I'm joking. It's, it's, to be it's honest, very, it's very low key. Can I just point uh, out I there think with the, the double? Same from the f- yeah, go. Oh, sorry. I think we got a bit of a delay there. All right. Yep. I um. I just want to point out with the double jump feature. I actually picked up Rogue um Rogue Legacy two on PC. Um, I think almost a year ago and I didn't give it a fair shake because I didn't think I could get a double jump. And I'm like, this has really limited sort of gameplay in the first run. And yeah. I didn't realize there was a huge ass on this thing once you actually started getting into it and unlocking shit. So, yes. Yeah. So all of, all of the, all of the, sorry, all of those abilities will, will stay with you through deaths. Mm. So those, uh, those augments will stay through, uh, but you lose everything else. Which is which is fine. Uh, it is a roguelike game. It makes sense. So I'm in the I've I've beaten the first three bosses. I think there's seven in total. Um, they all have their own little gimmicks and mechanics. Some of them are real rough. <laughs> um, I uh, one of the on one of the boss fights, one of the uh, character um, detriments that I had was you can't see the damage you're doing. So none of the enemies had health bars. So it's really hard doing a boss fight when there's no health bar for the boss. Because each boss has, um, for lack of a better term, an enrage mechanic. When you get them to half health, all their attack patterns change. Mm -hmm. And when you can't see when you're about to hit half health and expect the change, uh, you kind of just get destroyed. Mm. Which is a real real shame. But that's the game that I've been just picking up and playing constantly. It's one of those things that each run takes a couple of minutes unless you're having a really good one. Okay. Um, it does have a quick travel system as you progress through the game. There are ways to, um, similar to in the first game, uh, one of the unlocks that you can pay for is the ability to lock the castle down. So you can play this the exact same randomly 
generated map as the as your previous run so you know where everything is giving mm-hmm. you a little bit of an edge if you like if you got a good if you had a good run where the boss was really early on in the map zone you can lock it down so you can go straight to the boss if that's if that's your game plan uh, okay. but generally you want to you want to try and kill enemies get as much gold as you can so you can buy those passive upgrades of like bonus health bonus damage to to help you get through those those harder levels at the end okay mm. and do you th- feel like even if you have a short run does it still feel worthwhile? Or do you still feel like you're progressing when you get killed? Yeah, because really I mean, if you have a short run, you can instead of buying a new character class, you, you'll upgrade all the HP for the next run. Yeah. So you you always, very rarely do you get nothing out of a run unless you die to the very first enemy that you fight, which, okay. I've, which would be difficult to do, but um, mm. certainly is possible. But yeah, most of the time, I'd say like ninety percent of the time, you are getting something out of a run. Okay. Even if it is just running straight to the boss room and, and try and attempting a, a boss takedown. Yeah, I'd I'd just like to add, I played this one through um through the PlayStation Plus because um, it was free and I was like oh did I give it a fair shake the first time let's see how it goes and it is good it is a proper roguelike game where mm. on your playthrough it really encourages a shit ton of customization level up so yeah as as you're saying before Max is. There's heaps of stuff that you can invest in. There's heaps of equipment that you can buy and switch in, switch out. Uh, different skills and talismans that you can switch out that gives you an edge in, in various ways. They even have a fantastic little challenge mode to get even more bonuses and perks. It's pretty much what Diablo, um, Final Fantasy 16, or all the big RPG titles are absolutely terrible and abysmal and, and just clear reminder of what they completely fail at, and that is customization and tech trees. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say, I wasn't too interested when I heard about Rogue Legacy 2, purely because it's just on PlayStation. It looks like something I'd like to play on Switch, but this sounds like a very interesting roguelike, especially with how, you know, every every time you die, it's a new... Uh, generation, uh, you're continuing that legacy. Uh, mm. I get the name. Uh, that's awesome. It it reminds me of Dead Cells. Um, it, it it's on Switch. Yeah, okay, Max, it's my on Switch as well too. My question to you is: Have you played Dead Cells before? Dead Cells, yeah, yeah. So if you've um, what would you say with this one comparing up to um, Dead Cells? Which one's better? I I guess they're both very similar. Um, the random nature of Rogue Legacy 2, I think, can lead to more fun moments just from those, like, hereditary things of, uh, of like, the different gimmicks each run. Mm. Um, changes it up enough that it's, it, it's, it's, dying is like, oh, it's not, oh, shit, I died. It's what's going to happen next now. It's mm. like, what am I going to get now? And the other, the, the other benefit to those, those hereditary traits is the ones that are, so detrimental they give you a bonus to your gold income for that run so even if it's a really um so the worse your hero is the more gold you're going to gain from the run helping you out for the following one i feel it's a little bit more user-friendly than what dead cells is Mm -hmm. uh dead cells is a bit more more hardcore but it's 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 funny i hated road like road legacy one Mm, i absolutely despise that game and i'm like i'm gonna give rogue legacy two a, a shake and it's it's been the game for the last couple of weeks that I haven't been able to put down. So I'm like, I'll just do one quick run and then I'll end up playing it for like an hour and a half. What what is it 
that turned you off Rogue Legacy one that I don't know is what it was. I don't know. Second? I don't know if it was just you know wrong game at the wrong time and yeah. And since then, I've played a lot more roguelike games, and this kind of is, is fitting the bill nicely. But yeah, for whatever reason, number one just didn't didn't gel with me, and this one's this one's doing really well. Maybe it was a bit too rough around the edges. I mean, usually the first game in a series mm. has a smaller budget, so it could also be that I haven't played it, so I couldn't say. Yeah, for sure. Mm, well, I was just looking it up on Switch, and it's $37.50, so I've added it to my wish list. I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that yet, especially just because I've got so much stuff Your to Switch play at the moment. List. Try, try it for free on PlayStation first. Yeah, and true. It, Good point. So and if, if you like enjoy it. it and you want it in the handheld <laughs> capacity. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a perfect handheld title. Um, yeah. You know, who knows if I like it enough, maybe it's one that I go for the Platinum in, but roguelikes can have crazy crazy platinums now he's he's what was what were the name of the bosses that you said before was it estuary i think i think estuary yeah. is, is the now, I, is, I googled is estuary it's the tidal mouth of a large river where the tide meets the stream <laughs> so i don't know if they're like uh, going for a weird they're trying to turn it into their own proper noun or some shit like that because i'm like i'm sure i've heard that before <laughs> Uh, it, it, yeah. it made me think of Estus Flask from, um, you know, Dark Souls. That's, mm. but yeah, well, Estuary. All right. I saw there's Ambrosia in it. That was in Hades too, right? Hades. Yeah, so. Ambrosia is the is the nectar of the gods. That's oh. right, mythical, good, <laughs> good shit. Did you did you Myth- play Hades? That mythical Max? good shit. I loved Hades. Yeah, did, I loved be- Hades. Better than too. Hades, Rogue Legacy two. Nothing's better than Hades. Fuck. <laughs> I know. I'm setting what a high question- bar. Yeah. What kind of question is that? <laughs> Hades is also, although similar, like of the same genre. It's a very different game because it's an iso- like a top-down isometric, whereas yeah, Rogue yeah. Legacy Two is a 2D platformer. Yeah. So they're yeah. slightly different, but yeah, Hades is obviously like yeah. the go-to. <laughs> Hades, Hades remains king. I'm looking. I, I, I hope Hades two is good. I don't know when it's coming out, but I really they, hope they've got big shoes to fill. They do. Yeah. Look at. So is it Supermassive? Is that who does? Does it? I can't remember the the studio that does Hades. Super Giant. They've, they've, they've got Super Giant. Yeah, they've they've got a yeah. good track record with their games. I feel like pretty much every single one of their games they've done so far have been critically acclaimed. So I, I've got faith in them. Hades mm. 2, let's fucking go. Now, something we do here on News to Reviews is if we feel like we've played enough of a game, we leave a review score on it. Do you think you've played enough of Rogue Legacy 2 or would you rather oh, wait for I, Look, I, I'm probably sitting at like 30 hours played for Rogue Legacy 2. Oh, it's, shit. Um, That's pretty decent. I've, I've, I've been really enjoying it. Like I said, every time at, at night, I'm like, I'll have one quick, one, quick run and it'll turn into like, 30 runs and uh, <laughs> that's how you know it's a good roguelite yeah it's it's been good fun look roguelikes aren't for everyone but if you're if you're a fan of that genre rogue legacy 2 is a very easy recommend hmm. um yeah if you if you're scoring out of five i'd give it a four out of five if you're scoring out of ten be an eight out of ten. Oh yeah nice yeah. It's, uh, it's a solid it's a very solid roguelike and it's it's a fairly easy going entry level point too like mm. it's not too difficult. It, it it does ramp its difficulty up as you as you progress through, but it's not so punishing that um it would dissuade people dissuade people if they're not as good as a, at those styles of games. 
Yeah, no, I'm 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 keen. This I'm I'm adding it to the backlog. I don't know when I'll get to it, but it's it it is going to happen at some stage. I don't know what console, but it's going to happen. Now, something else that happened is I played Viewfinder. <laughs> now, <laughs> I forgot about Who Viewfinder until until when we were talking about the games coming up in the next week. Last week, we were talking about that with Andrew and Anthony. And uh, we were like, Viewfinder, what the fuck is this? And then we looked at the trailer and we're like, oh, it's this game. This you game looks finder. amazing. No, not me, Finder. You, Finder. <laughs> oh. And I played pretty much straight after that recording. I downloaded the demo. I think I played it the next day. And I fell in love with it immediately. I tried to see if I could pre-order it. I couldn't. For some reason, Sony would only let you wishlist it. And then it came to release day, and because of whatever time zone fuckery, I couldn't play it <laughs> until like it was like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, well, I'm going to bed at this point. But Wednesday, I finally got my hands on Viewfinder, and I am so glad I picked up the full game because holy shit. So for people who don't know what Viewfinder is, it's a puzzle game, an indie puzzle game, where... Basically, the main mechanic that they use for solving puzzles and doing everything in the world is you get a picture. You can either take a picture with a camera at certain phases of the game or just you're given a picture to use. And basically, you hold that up, press R2, and it imprints that picture into the world, but it also imprints all the objects from that picture. It's almost like placing something from another reality straight into your world. And it is fucking mind-blowing. It is so cool. It looks mind-blowing in the trailer, but the first time that you lay a picture out and then you move your character and see everything shift as your perspective shifts and see all the objects there in existence, mm. it just it, it freaks my mind out in that same way that going through a portal did the first time in Portal. I absolutely loved it. And... As you progress through the game, they do more and more clever things with this mechanic, and it's just so good. I, I loved it so much. I had such a good time with it. Uh, Lockie, I know you checked out the demo of Viewfinder. What did, what did you think from that, that snippet that they give you? Oh, yeah. No, I think it's really cool design and concept. Very trippy. Um, it, it reminded me immediately of Portal, just sort of that concept where your reality and your sense of, of direction and space really is thrown through a loop. Um, I love games like that where it starts getting you to think in a different way. Um, uh, immediately, I just started testing out the boundaries of this thing because it's like, oh, that's a really fucking cool concept. So how does this work? What, how, how far does it create potential platforms for me based on the perspective with where I take the picture and place it. So uh, I was immediately just trying to break the mechanics. It was um, fun. There's this, there's this one in the demo where you get an infinite picture loop where you can just use it to try and infinitely go in one direction. And I, I don't think there is a limit to the dimensions of the map. At least I did it for 10 minutes and, <laughs> and it didn't, there was no barrier. It didn't stop me from from continuing to do that endlessly. I didn't get any closer to the background images, though, which was sad. I was hoping I could get to some of those distant islands or some <laughs> fuckery with that. So that's the only thing that, that my 
my one my one critique at least on the demo is it would have been really really cool if i could have actually reached one of those really far away things yeah i haven't tried that in the full game i know that they they do they they are aware of what people would try to do using mm. the mechanic and they do have like little trophies and stuff here and there based on that stuff so there there mm. is some surprising stuff there Cool. But look, I, I, I feel like that that's all I really want to say about Viewfinder because I feel like the experience itself it, like Does- need, needs to be had. It, 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 like mm. the, any any more description would be just spoiling how they use this mechanic in interesting ways. Does it have a VR mode? No, but oh, oh this shit. one would benefit hugely yes. from VR. Hey. I've 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 downloaded the demo off yep. your recommendation. I did it at the start of the show. Have you guys played a game called Superliminal? No. No. So it's a it's a first person physics game where you kind of um use depth and uh, depth perception and perspective to change the sh- the size and shape of the objects to try and escape um from a from a building. Yeah. Have you have you seen it? So no, it's, I, um, I haven't, but this is Almost the exact same thing. I don't know why this is Markiplier fucking playing it, but <laughs> I'll try to look it up on YouTube. Um, this it's very similar to uh, Maquette, I think it's called. Oh, machete. that was the PlayStation <laughs> Machete. That was the, that was the PlayStation Plus game a while back. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the perspective puzzle. Oh, that's game. neat. Yeah, Bryce okay, Dallas yeah, Howard yeah. and all that. Yeah, that, that is that yeah. is a cool mechanic. Um, yeah, I'll, that's that's really neat. I'll definitely Love have to it. check that one out. It sounds like it can yeah. be finished pretty quickly because Markiplier has a full playthrough that's an hour and forty minutes. So it sounds like it's not like a super. super yeah, long most one. of those, most of these puzzle games are very fairly short. Yeah, and I, I think it took me about probably four hours to get through the entirety of of uh, Viewfinder. So it's also did, not. Did super you ever? Long. Did you ever get to the point where you were like, "I'm kind of over the gimmick," or was it? engaging enough and used in different ways just enough to keep it interesting and and fresh or were you kind of or were you kind of just getting to the point where you're like i can kind of take the same photo and use the same thing to get through all these puzzles without too much difficulty oh no never so they they were changing up how they use that mechanic in like so each you have multiple different stages there's five different stages and each of Mm -hmm. those stages has separate levels so usually each of those separate levels will have a different spin on the mechanic um it's it's yeah super super cool i think i'm i'm 99% 99% sure I'm going to platinum this one because it seems like it's not not too tricky a platinum. How, um, how, I don't know how to, I'll, I'll use Portal as an example. You know how there's, uh, in Portal, there's a clear, obvious way to do a certain puzzle, but you can make it as, a, you can do it in such an elaborate way that it's completely redefines how you would, how you'd think you'd be able to do it. Is that something that you can do in Viewfinder having not played it before? Is there multiple ways to solve the same puzzle or is it kind of like this is the mechanic it wants you to use? This is the type of thing that you you kind of have to use. There's no way around it. Or can you kind of, for lack of a better term, MacGyver your way through it using (laughs) (laughs) random stuff? I'd say most of the puzzles, there's a pretty obvious or not obvious solution, but you know the way that they're trying to get you to do it. Or does it, or or does it kind of like, um, because you said there was different zones with levels in each zone. Is it the the first level is essentially like introducing the mechanic and then they progressively get 
harder puzzles to to make you think about how you're going to use that mechanic to get through different situations or they they definitely do get progressively harder i'd say through through probably the first three levels i didn't really get stumped at all it was Mm -hmm. more just like you know might might have been a bit of time figuring stuff out but it was more just oh that is such a cool way they're using the mechanic here um, yeah. I, I loved what that solution is, even if it didn't take me too long to get there, if that makes sense. Whereas later on, there's definitely some where there's, there's probably multiple, mm. I'd say, throughout this where you could solve it in ways where they don't particularly expect you to. I know the, the last level, I definitely did something which I don't think you were supposed to solve it that way, or they probably put it in there knowing that some people might think to solve it yeah. that way, but others wouldn't. Um, yeah, there's well, definitely basically a bit of that cheesing going. the game, right? So, like, you know, figuring out ways to break the game with its own mechanics. Because I did that a fair fair bit in, in Entropy Center. There, there was obviously a clear way that they wanted you to do the puzzle. Um, and for whatever reason, that's just not the way I figured it out. And I, I, I've done something different. I was just wondering how how loose they are on those mechanics not to, very, to solve each not puzzle. Not very. Yeah. So, I'd say something like Tears of the Kingdom was fantastic at, at that. It'd be, they'd give you a way to solve it and you can just completely yeah, yeah, do whatever way yeah. you want to do, which was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely more structured here. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. pushing you more to do it one particular way. There will be a few that you can yeah, cheese it a little bit maybe, but for the most part, they, they have their way. They want you to do it. And that's how you got to do it. There's there's optional puzzles in there as well too, which I wanted to do every single one of them because mm-hmm. the puzzles are all fantastic. Um, yeah, I I absolutely love Viewfinder. I'd say if you play the demo and you enjoy the demo, then the full game's an easy buy. It is maybe a tiny little bit on the expensive side. It's thirty seven dollars fifty, which is probably a, a a lot for some people when it's quite a short experience. For me. I found the mechanics so unique and so interesting and the way they used it so interesting that I was enthralled from start to end and I I easily felt like I got my money's worth. But other people out there, maybe they won't feel quite the same. I I don't know. Um, But I'd say if you really love that demo, then it's a no-brainer to pick it up. If not, maybe wait for a bit of a sale and then pick it up. I'd, I'd say most people won't be disappointed. What? a fucking year for puzzle games it's been this year we have, we've had this we've had humanity and tears of the kingdom oh I, I tweeted earlier in the week puzzle gamers are dining super super well in 2023 it's uh we it's also had the puzzling it. game as well you mean golem <laughs> I wasn't actually meeting Gollum, but that's even better. <laughs> it's, just, it's just puzzling why why it even exists. Exactly. How did this happen? How did we get here? So bad that they shut all the development studios down. I was actually yeah. thinking about Forspoken when I was saying that, but Gollum's even better. <laughs> hey, I liked Forspoken. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Okay, well, that- now we've got a bonus segment. We, we've gone into <laughs> bonus segment territory. <laughs> I haven't gone back to play the DLC, but I enjoyed my time with Forspoken. Yeah. Okay. All right. You finished the main story? I did. Okay. So, what, so what, what's what, it that you liked about it? Yeah. I just enjoyed the gameplay. I, I thoroughly... The, the combat was great. The, the, the freedom of movement, the, that, that parkour, that open world was fun. All you had to do was mute the game. 
You just had to mute it. There you go. You just that had to was mute it. Like it was, <laughs> all the writing was hot garbage. The story yeah. made little to no sense, but the game, the moment to moment gameplay was pretty good. I enjoyed my time with it. Just, just don't listen to any of the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious because um, you're saying you've played um, Final Fantasy 16 before, and that is very clear um, movement into away from RPG into just straight up action. Sort of Devil May Cry esque. How would you how would you say that the um the combat gameplay stacks up compared to that? Oh, not even close. The, not the, even close. The, the, the combat in Final Fantasy sixteen is far superior to that of Forspoken. Um, but it. W- I don't know. I I that was the one thing that See, I, I I like Devil May Cry games. So I was I was I was playing yeah. when I was playing Final Fantasy sixteen. I was playing Devil May Cry with a Final Fantasy. Uh, skin on like it was it was great i loved it yeah okay uh, here's the thing i love devil may cry i love bayonetta I, I love all those games i i found i found final fantasy while while it was enjoyable to play and it looked visually amazing it was super limited super like you you didn't have much by way of versatility in your combat styles and mechanics and even the way they dole it out. The end of the game, I felt like, really, that's it? That's all I get to play around with? I don't know. I <sighs> I had some pretty gnarly combos going, and the fact that they give you essentially a training room to like practice putting those combos together is really cool. But by the end of the game, I was relying heavily on my icon abilities. Like, I'd walk in and blow up everyone in a room using one attack and then just go to the next mob. Like, I stopped comboing about three quarters of the way through the game. It's like, I can just, I can do this with the press of a single button and wipe out everyone around me. <laughs> was it that fire kick one? Yeah, yeah. It was Phoenix's, Phoenix, Phoenix's ultimate ability. I'd just, I'd just walk in, everyone would catch fire, and then I'd be like, all right, I'm done. Move to the next room. So, look, I'm all for there being, you know, I, I love a good, game with a power fantasy where you can you know just come back and just demolish people but you know do you think it says something that there's a certain point of the game where you want to be able to just walk into a room and just ignore all the combat yeah oh yeah i found it extremely boring there was zero <laughs> challenge in the game it, it was very it was very easy yeah it was, it was visually easy. pleasing the way it was designed in the combat mechanics i thought were it was elegantly put together but it was really bare bones in terms of customization options and like even pulling off combos, you you don't have that many combos that you can really work with. They Ugh. did play it yeah. fairly safe. Yeah, and it, I think like it, Devil May. If you compare it to say Devil May Cry, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, nine day. Anyway, that that was our sneak little review on <laughs> Forspoken slash Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> yeah, well, Sorry, I just I, needed I, to get I it will, off my chest. I will, I will add one more thing. For the longest time, Final Fantasy ten has been my favorite Final Fantasy game. <laughs> I think I think sixteen may have <gasps> maybe come in dangerously close oh, to taking that top spot now. Like I really enjoyed my time with sixteen. I love sixteen's <laughs> story and its characters, and I loved I loved the the way they told their story um, a lot. Um, I think Final Fantasy sixteen has the greatest Sid of all Final Fantasy games. <gasps> oh oh yeah, Sidolphus right. is just Sidolphus oh. is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, goodness, hands down that and that bloke and um yeah the the style he. He was your Sean Bean, and they nailed it. <laughs> oh, well, now we know he- he's going to die. He just ru- Spoilers. <laughs> you said he's Sean Bean. He's dead. He's a walking dead man. Die. Sean Bean's still alive. <laughs> well, 
Name me one movie he survived. <laughs> yeah, shit. I can't, Name one I thing that he's been in that he survived. He's really good at dying. What can I say? But, you know, I didn't say it. I just said Sean Bean. Oh, dearie me. Um, yeah, well, it makes sense. We just had a tangent inside of a tangent because we started talk- talking about Forspoken and went to Final Fantasy 16. That was mind-bending because Viewfinder is also mind-bending. And I was- <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my last couple of things get, on it. Getting us back uh, on the the, the story in Viewfinder is there's not too much going on there. It's 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 does its job. It's cute. It's sweet. You know, it's got a bit of a twist on it. Whatever. I, I, I liked it, but it was definitely not what I was there for. I was there for the mind-bending puzzle shit. And I will give Viewfinder 11 views out of 12. Can you guess what I'm going <laughs> to do for the next one? Finders, yes. I went with the, the worst possible, most basic, easiest ones I could possibly have picked. But yeah, 11 so out of 12. Like the- I love Viewfinder. As I mentioned, if you if there's a demo, there's a free demo, you can just fucking try it. Just give it a try. And if you love it as much as I did from that demo, then it's an easy buy. But if not, wait for a sale. Check it out. Puzzle game, great. Good shit. And if you didn't like the demo, don't buy it. That's what demos are for. Yeah, Fuck, yes. And the next game I'm going to talk about has a demo as well, Pikmin 4. You can play a demo of that on Nintendo Switch right now. Now, I won't talk about Pikmin for too long because I've only played... I got it yesterday. It only came out yesterday. We're recording this on Saturday. And it came out on the 21st. When I first booted it up... You're like, I put the cartridge in and that was it. It's done. I've seen the title (laughs) screen. It's pretty good. That's it. <laughs> well, well, look, I got to say, I, it was a pretty big commitment putting that cartridge in because by doing that, I had to remo- remove my Tears of the Kingdom cartridge. Oh. And now the Ooh. game has updated, so I can no longer do that beautiful, beautiful duplication glitch. Though there's probably a new one that's come up at this point anyway. <laughs> you don't need it. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't use the duplication glitch. And oh. I had no issues with playing the game. Honestly, I... I oh. Yeah. So, sorry, just if we're talking about Tears of the Kingdom really quick. <laughs> I'm still on the tutorial area because I apparently suck at this game. <laughs> I spent, no joke. So, you know the very first shrine that you have to do where it teaches you to, to put a hook on a board and put it on the rope and just slide down the hill? That took yeah. me like 45 minutes because I was trying to do it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I couldn't get the right angle for the hook to be like, just fucking roll down when I jump on you, you piece of shit. It'll be 45 <laughs> minutes. And oh then I'm like, I, I can't play this game unless it's plugged into the TV and I'm using a pro controller. Like, I was, uh, I was in handheld, but right. I'm yeah. like, I just cannot do it. I don't know, for yeah. whatever reason, I just don't have the dexterity in my hands to use the baby controllers in handheld mode to to get things done. I, I think I'd fall in that camp as well. I could- easily see myself struggling extremely hard with motion controls in fact i think i turned off motion controls um for so, even the limited version plugged into the tv Fucking like you, i see all these videos online of people making like giant robots i'm like am i just dumb and i can't even put two things together and just <laughs> ride down a slope like is it me or <laughs> well and the answer is yes it's 100 percent me i just it, it could be a combination but you know what um, we're all different and we all have different ways of working in the world and it's, um, it's, at least Tears caters to that. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'll, I'll let you get back on track now. I just wanted to point out how absolutely abysmal I am at playing Zelda now. 
but before we move on, I just I'm just curious. Do you know how long you've spent in the tutorial area? Sorry to. Uh, way too long. You. Way <laughs> too long. Uh, okay. I, I forgot that temperature's a thing, so I tried to run up the fucking mountain naked and died like 30 <laughs> times. And then I realized I can just set a stick on fire and I'm good to go and just run up the- <laughs> And then I've, I, I've hit the point where I'm like, how do I climb the mountain? Because I can't hold my fire stick while I'm climbing the mountain. Uh, are, there, fucking- are, there cl- are, there, are there fucking clothes somewhere that I'm supposed to get before I climb the fucking mountain? Or- I, I fucking <laughs> swear to- I swear to God, that's the hardest part, and that's the only time you'll ever struggle with temperature in the game. Honestly, uh, yeah. like, like, have I just completely yeah. missed something that I should? No, no, it's done? not your fault. There is, there is some stuff that you can find, but <laughs> awesome. like, it's, it's, you know, tucked away. Oh, look, I'm just gonna tell you because you get like you got to get out of the tutorial zones. Spicy peppers, spicy yeah. peppers, they're all over the frosty area. Use cook those in a. Pot and it makes a dish that gives you cold ah, resistance. That's yeah, how awesome. you get there. Yep. Sweet. That's a- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's- but that's the only time. Honestly, that's the only time I ever cooked up spicy peppers. Like you do once you get yeah. into the game proper, you get you find gear. Yeah, yeah. and it just gets cool. you through everything. Yeah, and uh, as for the creativeness, I made like the same four different things to solve all the puzzles throughout the entire game. So don't worry, I'm I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> Max, like, yeah. I, I, I made a giant. I made. I essentially made a giant bridge and just made a like a massive ramp up the side of one of the mountains and just walked up. Just like, <laughs> that's fun. I don't even care. That that's very fun. I oh yeah, I've done that a lot for the Korok puzzles. It's like it's like a huge basic bitch. I just make a massive bridge and just walk up. That that's what I loved about the Korok puzzles, where, where like you can just make you just attach the Korok to this giant fucking bridge and land it and land the Korok right on the other side and walk over the bridge. People are yeah. out here making fucking stealth bombing planes and shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, I've got a plank of wood that goes for really, really far. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like one uh, quest where you got to get logs of wood. For someone to like help rebuild something, and I was listening to oh god, what was it? Oh, story mode, I think was it? Yeah, story mode podcast. Shout out to those lads. Um, <laughs> someone was individually taking every single log to the person rather than just like you know you just can glue them all up in a ball and take like a whole bunch at once. <laughs> you got to take like. 80 logs to this dude. <laughs> and he's individually t- <laughs> It's the ultimate fetch quest. <laughs> That's in that that what is it, Lura 10 or something village in the bottom right corner of the map. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Cool yep. cool area. But hey, look, enough of Tears of the Kingdom. We're going to talk about the biggest Nintendo exclusive of <laughs> Do we have this to? Year. <laughs> yeah. Have to? Pikmin, uh, come on, Lockie. You're not excited to talk about Pikmin? You said it yourself, lemmings with flowers. Isn't that lovely? No, it's boring. <laughs> my it's my really only boring. interaction in the Pikmin universe is playing Olimar in Smash Bros. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. To be honest, I've never played a Pikmin game. I've never felt compelled to. I don't know. It, it never appealed to me at any stage in my life, and I. He, he, you, got, you got two non-believers in Pikmin, yeah. Salas. As, <laughs> as I grow older and crustier by the day, I just can't understand. Well, I, I hate to spoil my impressions, but I don't think I'm going to sell you with with this. What, that's that's what, for sure. What is it? What is it? So, what is Pikmin? Look, I, I think P- Pikmin. I've never picked up before. Uh, picked up. 
But <laughs> I think that's because... Uh, oh, because it's got uh, pick in it. There you go. It sort of a- appealed yeah, nice. to me a little bit, but n- there was nothing that sort of made me want to pick it up in the end. So, uh, I-, I end up grabbing it on Nintendo Switch because I've been playing all these puzzle games lately. I played Humanity and I loved it. Tears of the Kingdom got me in the mood for puzzles. Viewfinder, let's go. It's puzzle time, baby. And I guess it's sort of a puzzle game Pikmin. It's It's super weird. So, the... The story starts off with Olimar is is crash landed on Earth and he's trying to repair his spaceship and to start off you help repair the signal sending thing so he can send out a signal to get people to come and rescue him. Uh, but apparently whatever these creatures are, I forget what they what they're called. Apparently, they really, really suck Probably at Pikmin, space right? travel. No, well, Pikmin, no. So, Pikmin are the friendly little creatures that Olimar finds when he lands on Earth. Wait, so, what are we talking about then? Who, what? I don't know what Olimar is. He's something. They kind of look human-ish, uh, but uh, it's hard He's to know. He's just an alien. He's just an alien. Some kind of alien, I think, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> apparently, these, these aliens are really, really terrible at space travel because <laughs> your rescue mission also crash lands on Earth. I think Earth is like the Bermuda Triangle for them. Everything uh, just crashes. And yeah, okay. uh, you got to you create your own little rescue officer person. Mine, I found a character that kind of looked a bit like Ron Swanson, so I called him Ron, Ron S because it didn't give me enough space to write Ron Swanson. And oh, that's disappointing. Now I've got to go rescue Olimar and all the other rescue rescue all the other aliens who are spread across Earth uh, because they all suck at trying to rescue as well. And you come across the Pikmin and the Pikmin help you on your adventure. So, <laughs> but I don't understand. Earth doesn't have Pikmin, so they do. So are apparently. they aliens? Or- well. So the aliens that come down are quite small. So your little so imagine a Nintendo DS, right? I'm doing the Ubisoft person thing. Imagine Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Imagine the world. <laughs> Two but zones it's really in that. small That's and it's I mean, Imagine this electronical alien. device is a human or is an alien. <laughs> One of these aliens so, would fit on a camel's back in Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> Alright, so the so the Pikmin are like fairies or some shit. <laughs> Basically, so yeah, okay. <laughs> so like, you see, you know, you, you come across a Nintendo DS in the world, and it looks massive to your tiny little alien. So the Pikmin are minuscule because they're smaller yep. than the alien, and basically, you rely on the Pikmin to help you navigate the world and retrieve the sparkly items cool. to fuel your spaceship, so you can go and rescue Olimar. And my, my God, the start of the game really, really tested my patience. When I first started playing it, I did not know if I was going to continue because just constantly dialogue <laughs> popping up and I'm just fucking skipping through it. I get it. We've got to rescue Olimar. We've got to find these people. I understand. Uh, yeah, it, I it, wasn't digging it. But when they finally slow down with all that shit and just kind of let you just explore and collect things and find Pikmin and stuff, then I, I got it. I end up playing like a good, like probably four hours or so of it. So it hooked me enough to like get me to continue playing. Uh, um, what sort of age group do you think this game was intended for with its I, audience? I would say probably like the same sort of age group that for Pokemon, like, you know, eight eight years old and up, like they can read... 
um, but they're not. <laughs> they can <laughs> they read, can but read. not well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know. Yeah, okay. Well, th- with this being the fourth iteration, have you played any of the previous ones? No. Yeah. So this, I'm losing my pictinity with this one for sure. So does it oh. does it expect you to know what's going on to begin with, or does it kind of give you that like <laughs> refresher it? of no? It's like. This is how you throw a Pikmin. This is what this yeah. Pikmin does. This is what that one does. Or does it be like, you've played a Pikmin before. This is number four. I'll Just know. fucking do it. Just go I'll do know. your shit. They, they hold both of your hands oh, okay. and they yeah. and they grab you gently by the cheek as well too <laughs> and, and drag yeah. you through all the tutorial stuff. Do it they was- give you a pat on your head every time you press A to progress <laughs> the, <laughs> the dialogue where yeah, they're like, great really- job, you pressed A. Well done. <laughs> Let's play a little fun song for you now to allow for you to continue on. <laughs> There's a little bit of that, yes, for sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. I could not. I could not. <laughs> the, f- the first level, they have every I, I single just... control option up on the screen. So, you're looking yeah. at the screen and probably about like 30% of the screen real estate is like, Gross. you know, use the directional stick to move oh, press yeah. a to jump yeah and this is this is the thing i understand you're not selling me on this game yeah <laughs> and i understand games not every game's going to be for me um crusty and old and i have certain standards that someone that's you know entering into life and starting to learn and grow and they see everything exciting and new and they have extremely low standards as a result because they don't know what's good because they're <laughs> stupid um might find this appealing Look, so, fortunately, you get to the next level and they remove all that bullshit off the screen. So, it's not like, yeah, the whole game- I'm joking. I said that very condescendingly. (laughs) The youngins can have their entry-level games. I'd see this as what it sounds like is an entry-level quirky puzzle game, very similar and strained to how- their Yoshi games are meant to be that quirky little alternative sort of styles and designs that are, you know, designed for their very young audience to, you know, start start enjoying games of that genre. Well, look, to, to start with especially... And Zach, oh, and Zach apparently. And, and me, yeah. Look, just to start with especially, it was incredibly simple. It's just like... Yeah, yeah. So, to dig out this thing, you need this many Pikmin. So, you just explore till you find the Pikmin, you throw yep. them at the thing, there's your puzzle solved. But then- as Because that's, a- how toddlers, that's how toddlers work. They haven't developed empathy skills to realize that throwing live creatures is wrong. And, you know, perhaps <laughs> that live creature has agency, will, and feelings. Yeah, it's, it's that whole thing where they're like- I think they're going for even younger, to be honest. Oh, look, I, young people wouldn't be able to read as much as what this game asked you to read. Like, they're definitely, they, they're going for s- people who are at like a seventh or eighth, sorry. like you know, Isn't that interesting? Isn't that yeah. interesting how mentally they treat you even like you're even younger than, because you're right. If you have the ability to read and write and count, um, you're probably past that point where you're not... Yeah, well, look, you're not a toddler. This this was but... just to start with, though, Lockie. So, when, as the oh, game okay. progresses, things do start getting a little bit more complicated. So, okay. je- so later on, you'll find... You start off with red Pikmin, but then eventually you'll get ice Pikmin, and you'll get electricity Pikmin, and basically different... Oh, uh, electrical Pikmin. <laughs> oh, be careful. <laughs> Another Nintendo game freak, property Game Freak there. like that. Exactly. Um, and you need to use those in different ways in order to retrieve the items and fuel up your spaceship. So, I'd say it's still 
pretty simple. You know, you, you'll get to a lake and you need the ice Pikmin to freeze the lake. So then you can go across, get your red Pikmin and get them to bring the item across for you. Which and you need the electric Pikmin to kill all the fish with human teeth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Good time. Right. So, so like everything it- is basically Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Now is that kind of like where we're where we're at? Look, so every puzzle so far has sort of been solved by I just need to have the right amount of Pikmin of the right type in order to get to the next area. But I don't know, something about it, it, it's got that Nintendo charm to it where everything's super cute. You've got this super weird bipedal dog that helps you do all this stuff as well too that you can ride as well. And when I say bipedal, I don't mean like a dog that's like standing upright. Imagine a dog that was missing two legs, but then the other two legs were in the middle, um, but they're more like round, so they sort of just balance. That's the kind of dog... <laughs> <laughs> they've got it. Why did they make it Earth? It sounds like it's not Earth. <laughs> well, the, all this stuff is all miniature. Like, the, the, I think so they, they, these aliens have crashed on Earth. This isn't. This isn't some weird earthen dog. <laughs> I know. This is the thing. That sounds like an alien dog. The Pikmin sound pretty alien too. Why would they call it Earth? Well, to be honest, the the Earth part of it has is. To little to no effect on the game at all. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of cool because this is cool at Earth. I don't think this is Earth. I think it, this it is somewhere else. It gives you this else. sort of um, honey, I shrunk the kids vibes. You know, you yeah, the yeah. items that you're picking up are all real life items. Like as I said, there well, was like a Nintendo... you're trying to pick up an iPhone or something. Well, yeah, there was a Nintendo DS that yeah that was one of the items you had to pick up. There's like um you know donuts and and cheeseburgers and whatever, and you see the thing and you go, oh, I recognize that brand go bring and then that's about it uh, but the pikmin are super cute you know they got tons of personality when they pick up an item they go ooh 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 and do like a chant to sort of like be like oh we're moving it um, yeah they're clapping it's it's adorable everything cla- everything claps at you and rewards you just completely <laughs> exactly. for doing the most basic ass thing but so far yeah if you're looking for a puzzle well game that's going to challenge you this this definitely <laughs> isn't it but you know it's 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 i, I think i'm going to f- finish it maybe it's it, I, I don't think it's going to be something i play up on the big screen anymore it's going to be like oh, i might play half an hour before i go to bed because this game requires almost zero brain function yeah <laughs> pikmin 4 did i sell you guys you look so stoked you, you're, you're i'm so excited i am just so excited you know what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna um after i've put down animal crossing i'm gonna play this <laughs> Can't wait. You've clearly wish listed Amax. I can I can see you're trying to hide it, but you I, I can't see uh, what you're doing with your yeah, hands. Yeah, I, I don't know. Look, P- Pikmin hasn't really hasn't really ever done anything for me, and I don't think this one's going to do anything for me either. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Um, yeah, but look, maybe I'll uh, leave a review score next week if I finish it by next week. But yeah, I'm probably going to slow down my playtime because yeah, it's definitely not going to require my full attention. But look, gentlemen, I think that'll do us for news to reviews for... An- oh, actually, sorry, Lockie, have you played anything you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I think I've talked about enough. I've, okay. I've, I've <laughs> held sorry. my own. I've played most of the shit we've been talking about here. Yeah, true. Yeah, you played Rogue Legacy Viewfinder demo. Sorry, I just I, I realised I didn't throw to you. I thought I'd better <laughs> do that before we end. But that will do us for news to reviews for another week. 
That was so much fun, Max. Thank you so much for jumping back on the show. It's always a good time having you around. And yeah, that was. Yeah, it's always, always great to be awesome. Just terrible at reading my Twitter notifications. <laughs> I think I got you like four days after the fact. I said half of my Twitter DMs these days are just bullshit crypto group chat spam <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. I, I constantly have like 10 message requests sitting there. It's all that shit and yeah that no who, who cares I, i'm one of those people I, I hate messaging people it gives me mad anxiety just having to respond i spend way too much time thinking about how to respond and, and all that shit so people are used to me taking a long time <laughs> to respond to messages so that is no like, big deal at all max like like i think it was last night or you know it would have been the night before i think you sent me a message thursday double checking that i was still on board and i sent you a message at like four o'clock in the morning i'm like yep i'm good <laughs> <laughs> knowing full well you weren't going to get it for like yeah, yeah it's an interesting thing it's like yeah okay you wake up that's why yeah, phones okay. have silent modes oh yeah that's right. Max please remind our audience where they can find all your wonderful content so you can catch you can catch our, our recording of uh, For The Players live on Sunday evenings at 8pm <clears throat> Australian Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash thepopculturist or you can catch us at a later date on Monday mornings at 8am on podcast services and 9am on YouTube at youtube slash thepopculturist where everywhere where fun podcasts are available iTunes, Apple spotify all that jazz oh yes and you know regular listeners to news to reviews will know that i am a sony pony i am a playstation pleb and if, if you're interested in playstation you love playstation there's no better podcast to listen to than for the players it is absolutely fantastic so yeah make sure you go and check that out forewarning be prepared for me to be talking about Baldur's gate 3 for like the next four months <laughs> Well, I'm keen on that because, yeah. 100 100 plus hours, 17,000 different ending variations, and, you know, you can fuck a vampire as a bat once. What would you want in a game? That sounds like months worth of content right there. Oh, Just in that yes. one scene. <laughs> if you want to find all of uh, all, all of Max's links, those are all going to be in the description of the podcast down below, as well as all of News to Reviews links. But as I mentioned at the top of the episode, the best way you can help us out, any podcast that you listen to, is by leaving a rating or review wherever you happen to listen to that podcast. It costs you nothing except for a few seconds of your time. Just like the amount of notice I give Lockie every week when I ask for his words of wisdom. Lockie, you that got any wonderful. Words? That was amazing. I loved that. Uh, my words of wisdom for this week. You know what? I'm going to repeat. A little slice of wisdom that we dropped in the episode earlier for those oh. that might not have been listening because it's so important. It about merits it being said twice. Is it don't play Pikmin 4? <laughs> it's about none of those things. It's about <laughs> prostate cancer. Um, get oh, yourself yes. checked. Take care of yourselves. I know we say take care of um, yourselves and, and one another, um, but we're talking about it in the medical sense this time. Get yourself checked. Um, you know, it's just a finger up of them. That's right, yes. If you have a prostate, get a finger on it and take care of yourself and take care of one another.
There's nothing like a finger on the bum to finish things off. <laughs>